You are listening to the Tri-Quarter Transmissions Special. Episode 29. And now, here are Craig and Jeff. Everybody. Welcome to Supplemental Log Number 29 of the Tricorder Transmissions. I am your host, Jeff Hewlett. Unfortunately, my usual host, uh, Craig Cohen, is on the last leg of his cross-country move from New Jersey to Las Vegas, and we wish him well. Unfortunately, he will not be able to attend this week's recording, but if all goes well, he should be back for next Sunday's episode, where we should be back to our regular schedule covering the Gold Key comic books. I know I said that last week. And I'll get some flack for missing it this week, but that's okay. So I have, in Craig's stead, a very excellent special guest, another newcomer. So we had a newcomer last week, and this week we're going to have yet another one. Uh, Her name should be or may be familiar to some of you who may have gone to the Las Vegas convention or hung around the unofficial Facebook page for the convention. That would be the spectacular Heather Barker. How you doing, Heather? Yay, I'm great. Thank you. No, no problem. Thanks for stopping by the show. Uh, We've... We met at the convention a couple weekends ago, finally. I think I met you briefly, briefly in the 2014 convention, but I think you were you were pretty busy at the time doing some of your uh, your normal cosplay stuff. Yeah, Chairfleet is the big one. Last year we were Augments, and I, I get that a lot. People think that I'm always running one direction or the other, but I like to remind them to please stop and say hi. It's not an inconvenience. Oh, well, this this year I was lucky enough to to catch you at a, a after the first day of the con, up at the the bar afterwards. So we had a chance to catch up and talk. And and speaking of of meeting up there, I wanted to really quick give a shout out to uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Jim Morehouse, who was supposed to be on the show this week. And unfortunately, uh, he's going through a difficult time. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure we we wish him well. And we look forward to seeing him on the show, hopefully sometime next week. Ditto that. Yeah. Great, great guy. So um, I know he meant to come on this week and it's it's an unfortunate situation. So Jim, chin up. We'll we'll talk to you really soon. So uh, I want to lead off Heather with you. I last year after the convention in our wrap up episodes, we talked to uh, Mr. Eric Allen Hall, who I know that you know. I do. And uh, we talked to him about his uh, cosplay ideas. I know he he's pretty famous at the con for coming up with some really great data costumes and his Borg and a couple of other things. But this year you were part of a group. Uh, of cosplayers with him that was original series related, huh? Yeah, Paradise Syndrome, Miramani's tribe, and he was our Kirok. I heard him screaming, I am Kirok, all <laughs> over the convention floor. I think he was quite uh, proud of, of his Kirok and his maidens. Yeah, you guys did a really good job. I think there's some pictures lingering around. I could try to dig some up for the uh, episode page on our website this week. So we've had men on the show before who were cosplayers, but I, I was really interested to hear some of your perspective on, on cosplay. How do you go about picking your costumes when you're not in that group setting? 
Well, honestly, most of my cosplay is in group setting. Um, yeah, I really didn't branch out into making things until last year. I'm a very novice sewer uh, seamstress. I don't have a lot of experience. So uh, Stacy and Sue invited me to be an augment. And being that all you really need to do is tear holes and clothes, <laughs> uh, I jumped on the chance to, to do that one. Um, outside of that, I really just wear my Anovos dresses, which I love. I have a TOS red dress, and then I have the Into Darkness blue dress. So those are my main things, aside from Cheerfleet. And Cheerfleet, we actually order those uniforms from a professional cheerleading uniform company. Mm -hmm. So again, we don't make those. And unfortunately, I didn't get to make my Miramani one this year. My goal is to start next month on all of the cosplay for next year. Oh, excellent. Um, and I think that Claire, Miss Isolinear Chick, is going to uh, team up with me to do a couple. We have some good ideas. Oh, very cool. Well, I won't pry too much into it because I don't <laughs> want to ruin it for us. I'm sure we'll be talking about it uh, later on in the year or at the con itself. Yeah. So... Very cool. So, you know, from, from a female's perspective, I, I know a lot of guys cosplay and a lot of women cosplay, but are there any challenges specifically to cosplaying as a, as a female as opposed to the guys? Oh, goodness. We can write a novel about all of that. You know, women are looked at in a variety of ways when we cosplay, and it's definitely sometimes difficult. I mean, we cosplay for ourselves. We love to become these characters. I know that Sue and Stacy especially uh, spend most of the year make, you know, hand making their costumes and putting all of their talent into them. But, you know, we, we enjoy showcasing our arts and being in groups. The group cos cosplay is a lot of fun. Um, so we enjoy that, but we do get a lot of attention and, you know, it's a, we're dressing up for, for us and for people to admire our handiwork, but we do deal with, with some attention that we don't like. Mm. Yeah, is it is that is it easier or more difficult? I mean, in the you know, since the Star Trek convention is very uh, specialized, uh, I, I don't know if it's any different than going to a like a multi-genre type of con and cosplaying. But do you think it would be easier at the Star Trek convention? Or I think that on one hand, it definitely is because we're among friends, so our mm. friends are generally very respectful of us. But at the same time, there there are some people that aren't, um, and that they consider certain cosplays almost an invitation mm. not just to come up to us and talk to us but to even touch us in ways that we're, we're not inviting by what we're wearing yeah it's a real shame that women have to deal with that hopefully over time we can raise awareness and eliminate it altogether yeah you guys really handle it well you you, you all seem to be really uh into your your cosplay ideas especially the uh the miramani and kirat group that you guys had this year it seemed to be very well received yeah and you know what i think that we looked really great I think that Eric uh, compiled his costume over time. He does a lot of thrifting, which is a really great way oh, to find yeah. uh, items for your cosplay. And, you know, unfortunately, due to time constraints and my, my own uh, <laughs> inexperience with making things, I didn't have time to, to make mine. But um, Goldie was another one in, in our group. So Goldie, Stacy, and Sue all handmade their cosplay. And I think that regardless of who made or bought theirs, we looked great together. Unfortunately, I had to step out partway through that day to do something else. I think it was cheer fleet. So I didn't get to be in all the pictures. Uh, so it makes me sad. But I think I think we looked great. And I think people recognized us. 
fortunately with our Kirok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year, our augments, not everybody knew what we were. We were a little too obscure, but we still looked good as a group. So I think people enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, I definitely recognize the, the Kirok and his entourage cosplay immediately. I think I ran into you guys out in the main, main hall area, like the reception area as you were just coming in. And that was really that was the first time I heard Eric yell, "I am Kirok." <laughs> so that definitely drew my attention. So being an original series show that immediately grabbed me. Awesome! I'm glad to hear it. So very cool. So bringing up uh, Cheer Fleet again, is it me or has that group grown? Oh, we have grown. We grow every year. Damian Ann Oberlin Siegel is one of the founders of Cheer Fleet. And she started doing it just kind of her own thing. And everyone was asking her where, where she got her costume made. Can they be a part of it? And so we've grown leaps and bounds. Um, we have a couple different, we don't have a website, but we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And the group has about 350 members. Wow. And then our page is just, if you look up Starfleet Academy cheerleaders, um, it looks like we've got around the same amount of likes which is awesome. But I'm trying to figure out how many people we have all together. I think we probably had 20 to 30 members this year. Um, last year was a little larger, but I think we, we had some new male members, uh -huh. which we love. We like to have the male support there. So yeah, it's a, it's a great little uh, community that we have of cheerfully. Oh, we're on Twitter too. We just joined Twitter. Yay. Oh, very cool. And it's a lot of fun. I've been doing it uh, since the first year that we did it, which was 2013, I believe. And we spent four hours going around the vendor's room cheering, <laughs> uh, cheering for our different celebrity guests, Bob Picardo, Garrett Wang. Um, it's a ton of fun. We do it every year and we continue to grow and bring that cheer vibe to STLV. For the audience who may not be aware, I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show who haven't been to the convention. Let me give a little background on, on exactly what Cheer Fleet is and how anybody who may be coming to the 50th, if they're interested in being a part of it, how they can join up. Ooh, awesome. Well, again, we're just a group of friends um, that like to get together and have fun. So there's there's no requirements. Just just be cheerful. And what you can do is hop on Facebook. Our, our Facebook group is Starfleet Academy Cheerleaders. Um, and if you put that in, you'll find the group and the Facebook page that you can like. But anyone can contact me on Facebook or Damien Ann, or they can send a message to that um, Facebook group page or maybe just the the like page i think we do orders for the uniforms twice a year so depending on interest and we like to have i think around 15 to 20 people interested we do one um sometime in the spring and then usually sometime before the convention so a summer one as well so if you hop on the, any of our social media, the Twitter page too, and I think we're just Cheerfleet on Twitter, keep an eye on that and you will eventually find us open up the uniform ordering window. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, we're just Cheerfleet on Twitter. So you guys handle all the ordering of uniforms on behalf of any new members who may need yeah. them? Yeah, you'll just, you'll, we give you a sheet and you give us all of your measurements and then we send that in. Um, your uniform is made specifically for you. It even has your name on it. Wow. <laughs> and your palms, you get um, two palms. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That sounds excellent. Sounds like a good program. It's, it sounds much better than everybody having to order their own. and. Yeah. And we've, we've heard that in the future we, we may have uh, some Star Wars opponents. Oh, boy. Pop up. I know there's been talk of that. Um, we had some people that wanted to do their own Klingon 
side, but we're like, well, you're, you can be part of Starfleet too. It's okay. Uh, so we did have a Klingon cheerleader. I think at least one, there might've been two, but we did have one this year. Um, we've had an Andorian. I think that's it as far as our different species. Hmm. You may have to get a real uh, Star Trek enemy to, to be an opposing cheerleader instead of a different franchise. Yeah, yeah, but they're out there. They found out about us, and now they're wanting to, you know, they do show up at the convention every year. We get our, our Star Wars, usually yeah. our Chewie. He wasn't there this year, though. Yeah, I saw a Darth Vader, Borg Darth Vader. Borg Vader, yeah. I think there were some stormtroopers. I'm not sure. Yeah, so controversial topic now that you brought it up. Uh, I, I know that people are bitterly divided on this. How do you feel about cross-genre, cross-franchise cosplay at the Trek convention? Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I like certain things. I think there's there are fun ways to combine the two. I don't quite understand bringing in something completely different that's not integrated into Trek. You know, more power to them. I'm not going to say those people aren't welcome. Of course. But I I really, I don't mind it. You know, we've got even, let's see, our uh, Planet of the Apes Star Trek comic mm-hmm. crossovers. And I think there were a couple of Planet of the Apes cosplayers there last year in Starfleet uniform. And then we've got Green Lantern coming up as a crossover with Star Trek and Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of those would be awesome to see. I saw quite a few Doctor Whos. I did just, you know, just, I think I'm trying to think which doctor it was that I saw, but I can't remember. And I remember last year, the 2014, I saw the justice league was there, but minus green lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those might be friends of mine. And again, they look great They're I think most of them are family, um, that came and did it together and cosplayed as a family. So, you know, again, everyone is welcome. I think that when you're, when you're not combining it with Trek, you know, you might get some looks from people, but I think a lot of people also really enjoy just seeing the cosplay there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, there's a, there are a lot of conventions here in Jersey. And as far as Trek cons in New Jersey, there are none this year because of the 50th. I think they've canceled oh, yeah. the other ones. Yeah, Cherry Hill is yep. the usual Jersey one. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a half an hour from my front door. So we go to that. <laughs> Every year, but uh, that's really small scale, and and I was felt bad that they actually wound up canceling it. But I guess they're really pulling everybody together for the fiftieth and investing yeah. all the money they have into the fiftieth. Yeah, it's gonna blow us away, hopefully. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of the fiftieth, I understand that you're already booked way ahead of time. You know, um, there's a lot of chatter on Facebook right now, and I didn't expect everyone to rebook within a week, but um, or two. But that's pretty much what has happened, and so I just. Hopped right on the website. I used um, Creation already gave out the link to book your rooms. Mm-hmm. And I know that Monday and Tuesday of the convention week are already booked. So I think that with that rate, you can only get um, Wednesday on. But yeah, I room with Claire and we, we roomed together for the first time this year and it worked out great. So we're going to room again together next year. And, uh, you know, I'm already, I'm already counting down. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are after this past I year. I think we are. I, you know, it's the, the convention for me has become such a personal experience. And it's really, as even William Shatner said this year, it's about the fans. And Absolutely. everything this year was about seeing my friends, seeing my Trek family, my tribe, even my celebrities and my photo ops were, were other fans, um, mostly podcasters. And the band. 
Of course, the band. Five-year mission. Of course, the band. So (laughs) that actually knocks out a question that I was going to hold on for a little bit later, but I was going to ask you about what the con meant to you and what keeps you coming back and being so enthusiastic, but I think you just answered that. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, I started going in 2009 after the the first JJ movie came out. Um, I lived a, a past life. I was married. We wanted to share our Star Trek love with somebody else. And the conventions here in Denver at that time, we only had Starfest, which is very small. Uh, So we headed to Vegas. And, you know, since then, I've been seven consecutive years. And I'm no longer married. (laughs) In fact, I'm engaged (laughs) to someone wonderful and new. And as a person, I've just changed a lot. And part of what got me through all of these changes in my life were the friends that I made um, at the Las Vegas convention. So it's it's very personal to me. And I go back every year. There are some times when I, I wonder if I will come back. And I, I always do. By the end of the convention, yep, I'm sold. I'm coming back. Room's booked. See you there. <laughs> I think I went through that. A couple days after the con this year, I kind of went through that. Am I going to go back next year? I had the reservation in my cart there, and I didn't <laughs> book it. And then some people got on my case about it and yeah. kind of didn't give me a choice. And <laughs> so I, my arm is being twisted at, at the moment. I'm glad because this was your last year was your first year. This is your second. Yeah, the 2015 was my second. And, okay. you know, prior to that, we had gone to the ones here in Jersey. And uh, I think since our show has been on uh, for about two years now, actually a little over two years, uh, you know, we kind of started to feel a little bit more part of the community and we felt like, you know, we should be going to the Vegas con and we went to Vegas every year anyway. So Craig and I have been to Vegas, I think every year since 2004, I want to say. So we've been to Vegas a million times. I think I've been there 13 times myself. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, Vegas is, is like home to us. So uh, it's just a natural fit uh, to be there. And, and I think the first year we went, we wound up meeting five-year mission and becoming pretty good friends with them and and a couple of other people. And that kind of, kind of brought us back for 2015. And I don't know, I have this weird habit of hemming and hawing over future plans. So, But I, I think I'm pretty solidified. And Craig's going to be living out there, so I don't right. think he has any Hey, excuse. you got a free place to stay. Well, I, I actually already broke down and... Yeah. I figured the rooms are going to go pretty quick, so I just yeah. I grabbed some just in case. Yeah, who wants to leave? <laughs> no, I know I don't want to. Especially when you're at the bar so late. It's four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there were nights where I was there and I had to drive back to where we were staying, and it was just inconvenient. So I, I grabbed yeah. a hold of a block just in case. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. So rolling back over to uh, to the to the Facebook page for the unofficial Facebook page, how did you wind up getting involved in that and becoming an administrator? Well, you know, I was trying to remember everything the other day um, because I think I have been there are two. There's myself and then Patrick Smith is my co-moderator. I did not start the group. I think that the group started, I would say, somewhere four or five years ago. I know that the official creation page is moderated by creation employees, um, at least mostly. And I think that a lot of the members just felt it was over-moderated. Mm. Um, and so they went off and started their own group. And one of those founders isn't able to come every year. And I think she just felt that she should have someone that's crazily invested like I am. <laughs> so I said, sure, why not? I mean, I'm, I'm the unofficial spokesperson. Everybody that I talk to finds out about the convention. Um, at some point or the other. So yeah, I took it over. 
there was another moderator who didn't have interest in doing it. So then I brought Patrick in uh, to help out and from time to time wonder if we might need another one oh. uh, because we're growing, you know, every, yeah. especially around convention time. And I like to keep our group a little different from the main creation page. Um, ours is a bit more intimate mm -hmm. and I try, I mean, we always welcome new people, but I do what I can to keep out spam because we get a lot of spam. Oh, sure. Um, and a lot of people that don't really participate in the community that want to just pop in and throw up their link. Um, mm. I like to make it about the Trek family. Sure. And so I, I love it when people are posting that this was their first year. They had a great time. They felt the family vibe. They're going to come back. I mean, that I feel motherly <laughs> about it um, because I really do care about these people in the group. And, and I get a lot out of moderating. Uh, several people came up to me at the convention and thanked me. And that still feels very strange <laughs> to get that kind of reception. Um, but I really appreciate it. And I appreciate that everyone in the group, we've got just over 2,500 members. They're all super respectful of one another. And so we're a low drama, super positive, really great group. Yeah, it's a great sense of community. I mean, I've been part of the group, uh, not, not, not as active as a lot of the other members, but I'm always looking and checking stuff out. And I love the fact that you guys can use that group to plan like unofficial little events and get togethers. Yeah like the Leonard Nimoy tribute meetup out front of the Starbucks. That was really cool stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it, it gives you, I have a feeling that, you know, those little events wouldn't go over as well on an official creation moderated page. It would kind of poo poo that in favor of yeah. their own. Yeah. They won't yeah. even let us link this group on the official page. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, so that was one thing I was very excited to hear from a friend of mine is that as he met um, different new individuals at the, at the convention, they said, Oh, do you know about the unofficial group? So the fact that, you know, the word is spreading, this mm -hmm. word of mouth, it made me feel really happy. Really good. Yeah, well, Love we're going to keep spreading that word. Uh, we're going to get that out there and see if we can get a bunch more new people for the 50th. Because I have a feeling yeah. that this 50th is going to be a very, very special year, especially for the community. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do. I don't want to set my expectations too high. But the past couple of years, Creation has really put a lot of thought into what they're doing. Um, I've seen an improvement from them. So maybe we'll have multiple bridges. Maybe we'll have 10 forward and quarks. Who knows? <laughs> oh, good ideas. I hope creation, someone from creation is listening for next year's big uh, set piece that we're yeah. going to get. Yeah. We had the, um, Houston Huddle Huddleston's, um, the enterprise restoration bridge was there a couple years ago. Um, and that was very well received because you could come up and take pictures on it and you could donate or not. And I know people really love that. So I think that having an enterprise bridge, enterprise D bridge would be a lot of fun. That would be pretty awesome. But speaking of bridges, I know that you took a photo on the uh, original enterprise replica bridge this year with a couple of friends of yours. Care to talk a little bit about that? I did, you know, um, Claire and Brian Mack. Yeah. Brian Knack was not in uniform, but he was in his civvies, right? So <laughs> it was a ton of fun. You know, we went and checked it out on our own, and I was just, well, I, you know, we're all in love with it. It was beautifully done. I love the ambient noise. Um, it was one of those moments where you meet God. So, yeah, we uh, – I don't, don't want to tell our secrets, but we happened to have a connection. Uh, so we got to go up and get all three of us on there. Um I let Claire sit in the captain's chair. <laughs> I think that's where she belongs. Yes. Um, and then we gave our best blue steel 
to the camera. <laughs> a Zoolander reference. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's quick. You don't get to sit up there for a long time. But um, super fortunate to be able to do that. The one who helped us out knows who she is. So I'll just put it that way. Okay. Well, if she's listening, <laughs> hopefully she knows and she appreciates. And Yeah. So I, I heard a little bit of a rumbling. I think it was mentioned in passing at one of the panels by uh, Adam himself that next year this bridge set will be free. Oh, that's what nice. I heard. I think that would be great. Um, I, again, when the Restoration Enterprise D bridge was there, that that was free. You could make a donation. Um, they're a nonprofit, and they're doing Hollywood Sci-Fi Museum is the the big project now. Um, and you can find them on on Facebook and Twitter as well. But uh, there was a lot of upset about having to pay for the picture. And I still never found out if if two people were in the picture and paid their $35 each if they both got a printed version. Oh, good question. Um, because we did not pay for our photo, we got one, and that's that was fine. But, yeah, I never found that out. I never noticed if there was more than one of the same group um, when we picked up our photo. So I think that that's something that the fans and all of the convention attendees would really appreciate from creation as well as maybe moderating some of the questions that people ask. Uh-oh, are we going to get into this one? <laughs> yeah, you know, it pops up, and especially in the group, it's it's a complaint that I see every year. Um, I don't know if the solution is similar to the costume contest. You had to submit a form, submit your entry into the costume competition beforehand. I don't know if we had people do that, submit your question, and then someone from creation could go through. And maybe it's even at random, but screen out some of the ones that are repetitive mm -hmm. or that, you know, the, the actors aren't going to remember what they did, you know, what they were feeling in scene three of Inner Light, that kind of stuff. Exactly. I think we, I've had this discussion with so many people in, at the con and on the show, and a lot of us seem to be of the same mind about it, that you know, there seems to be a lot of treading water and wasting time in a lot of the questions. And there are some there are some gold questions oh, yeah. in there that are really, really good and, and are a lot of fun to hear the answers to. But I think yeah, maybe that is a good idea, having some sort of uh, pre-moderation of the questions, you know, because it, it's funny if you go multiple years, like I said, this has only been my second time, but sometimes you hear the same question two years in a row. <laughs> Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, sometimes some of the, the actors like to just tell the same stories every year as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, there was, oh, it just came up in the group the other day. Um, I think three or four years ago, someone went up and asked everyone how they cook their beets. <laughs> and, you know, I, I guess there's some humor there. But after the second time, it, it was yeah. nobody was happy. <laughs> Nobody was happy. <laughs> Definitely could get a little bit old. And yeah, that, that would be where the moderation of the filter would come in very handy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it's something they could look into. Um, people do love the fan questions because there are some very thought-provoking questions. And there are sure. some very authentic uh, reactions from the actors um, when they answer those questions. But at the same time, you know, e even some of the moderated panels, you wonder... You wonder who should be moderating them too. So I think True. there's some fine tuning that could be done. I know, yeah, it's a good, there's there's got to be some fair way to go about it. But speaking of uh, listener or fan questions uh, that were asked at the panels, I've asked this of Claire and of Andy and Mike from Five Year Mission last week. So only fair that I throw it out to you as well. So the big 
con controversy, as it were, uh, the the theoretical conspiracy between Shatner and Takei and the the fact that the same guy asked each of them about their feud and so do you uh, do you believe that there is some sort of a plant going on here that we're we're getting a seed planted for next year or do you think this guy was legitimately asking these questions I think he was legitimately asking oh, the questions I I honestly I don't think creation is is slimy enough to do that <laughs> or smart enough to do that Ooh. I know that's awful. Ah, no, strike no. me down. Yeah, you know, I think it was just one person provoking it. They both answered the question very well, similarly, and you know, we'll see what happens next year. I, I'll, I'm certainly interested, and I'm sure everyone else is interested to see, just like they were with having Kate Mulgrew and Jerry Ryan on stage together. Um, and unfortunately, I missed that panel, but I've seen the pictures. Uh, my friend Jara Hodge took. The most amazing picture of Jerry and Kate crying together. Oh, um, you know, it was it was awesome. So you know, I think interest is peaked, but you know, we're all going back, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that word will get out to people who've not heard of the convention that you know, here's the 50th. It's going to be big. I don't think they they need to do anything to sell out. I think it will on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really see that the motivation is even there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. So that's you're the only uh, standout for a yeah, non-conspiracy yeah, yeah. theory. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's okay. That's <laughs> good. We we need we need both sides to make a good uh, a good conversation out of it. Yeah. So speaking of panels, while we're on panels, do you have any specific memories of um, panels that really stood out to you through the course of this convention? I know there were a few for me and a few for the other folks, but what about well, you? Well, I missed the majority of the panels this year. No. I I saw a. Uh, Bill Shatner and I saw Patrick Stewart and I sat here and there, as we know, I had a medical issue going on with an inflamed sciatic nerve, which is so awesome. Right. (laughs) Uh, So I I had problems sitting through the panels. um, That's why I followed the Voyager panel on Twitter. Thanks for everyone tweeting out about that because I got to live vicariously through them. Um, Yeah. You know, Patrick Stewart talking about abuse and his personal history I connect with it on a personal level and it mm. brought me to tears. It always does. Anytime that you have a history of abuse in your life. And I mean, just when I read um, that the quote that he had made, it's going, it's a meme that's, you know, all over the internet. And that went out probably a couple years ago, I guess. Mm. And just reading that affects me very deeply. So sitting there and, and hearing him talk about it and Having so much admiration and respect for someone and to have them speak up and be a voice is very powerful for me. Yeah, that was one of those really good audience questions. Yeah, I think you caught me crying. I know I was crying. I did, You were actually. sitting right there. So. I was sitting right next to you. Ah, uh, yeah. And I looked yeah. over. But, you know, it was a very moving bit of his panel. And it's, yeah. it's always nice to get that dose of reality in there, especially I have a lot of respect for celebrities who use their celebrity for good. Me too. Me too. But you know what? I mean, all of our all of our Star Trek actors, oh, they're just amazing people. You know, they they are people. They are human beings like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look up to them a lot. But a lot of them um, use their notoriety for really positive, great things, and that's what Star Trek is about. So, man, props to all of the wonderful people involved in Star Trek. Could not agree more. So, how about a happier topic? Yeah. Let's get up on some happier topics. Let's yeah. jump to, and we're gonna we're all over time here now. We didn't actually go oh, in any okay. convention order, but 
So let's jump to the Friday night Captain's Chair five-year mission yes. show. Yes. Because everybody, well, everybody in our little group at least was jumping around and dancing and singing and really enjoying the show. So I got Claire's perspective on it. I got the band's perspective on it. So what is your perspective on it? It was awesome. They are they are the reason that I go um, to the parties. <laughs> Last year, they rocked the, the, the dessert party. Um, I'm not a big fan of the dessert party in general yeah. because it's just kind of a room with ice cream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last year, well, last year um, was the first time that I got to see them in person, and they just they blew me away. Uh, Jim Morehouse is also a huge fan, so we mm. rocked out together. I took some pictures in front of the band as they were performing. It was it was a lot of fun, and they really helped make that party what it was. So. I was just thrilled that they were going to play the captain's chair. Uh, we got there, we got there on time, but late. Uh, I think the dinner and everything starts much earlier than they advertise. Mm. But we walked in; they were already playing. Uh, we hurried up and ate our food really quickly outside <laughs> on a wobbly table, and then raced back in. And uh, yeah, they're they're so awesome. They're all hot, sexy nerds that can <laughs> sing and yeah. jam and play. And I, I loved, I loved dancing and I loved interacting with them. They know their fans. So, you know, the little back and forth between us is always a lot of fun. Yeah. It really makes the show a lot more engaging when you actually know the guys. Yeah. I mean, not to say their music isn't incredible. I absolutely love them. We're all really talented guys, great songwriters and great musicians, but you know, knowing them and, and seeing them on the stage and knowing that they're watching you and you have a really cool connection there. And it's, it was really great hanging out with them after how was that rooftop deck? Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. But I mean, honestly, I didn't pay as much attention to the view as I did the band this year. Mm. Uh, again, you know, we we don't see each other a lot. And mm. last year they were they were the the stage band, so they did not have a lot of free time. And I really enjoyed the fact that they did have free time um, during the day, getting to talk to them at their table. But hanging out, it was just a lot of fun to get to know everyone a little bit better. They are now friends for life, and if I could afford it, I would be a total groupie and follow them around. <laughs> I would, too. Actually, I'm trying to plan out a, a trip out to Indianapolis at some point. Between now and uh, Yeah, between now and, and the next con. So I, I was saying that all last year, and I, I didn't make it out, but I, I've got to do it this year. They, uh, I think they're playing Kentucky for their anniversary this weekend, next weekend, sometime soon. I'm like, okay, I'm from Kentucky. So I'm like, how can I go figure out how to visit my family there? And then I'll sneak <laughs> over and see the band. And, but yeah, no, got a plan for next year. You know what we should do? We should form our own five-year mission con and have yeah. them play it. <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, I'd love for them to come to Denver. We have Starfest and then we have Denver Comic Con. Um, and Denver Comic Con is huge. It is now one of the largest conventions in the nation nice. in just three years. I, I, this is, this is really bad. I have not been, <laughs> I'm a bit of a workaholic and it's difficult. They were here for Memorial day, um, is when the convention was this year and I own a pet care business. So my holidays are my busy time mm. and I didn't get to go, but I think that it would be awesome to have five-year mission, uh, come play in, in some respect, but I hear rumors that they may be back for the 50th. I heard the rumors too. I think there's a big campaign going on right now yeah. on Facebook and Twitter and email, uh, petitioning creation to bring them back as the house band. Now I've got mixed feelings about it because I love them and I want them to be the house band. But then I lose time with them because yeah. they're going to be on stage yeah. all the time. So selfishly, <laughs> I want them to just be in the vendor room again. 
But for the 50th and the prestige of being the stage man for the 50th, I think that would that should override any of my selfish motives, right? Yeah, I'm in the same boat, and I do believe that they should do whatever is best for them. And I'm sure that somehow, some way, we will get to spend a little more time with them. Yes, I'm sure. Well, the, the masquerade bar is always around. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll be out there hanging out, and it'll give us more of an excuse to hang around in the big panel room to hear them play between yeah. each panel. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. So uh, any any celebrity interactions that you recall? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I, I a group that I'm in had a, a private meet and greet with Jeffrey Combs and Vaughn Armstrong. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was about 45 minutes. So we just got to sit down and talk to them and ask questions. So that's a lot of fun. It was it's different. It's unique because it's small gathering versus trying to get your question in on stage. But outside of that, you know, I didn't do any photo ops this year. Um, you know, my, my celebrities were, were people like John Champion and Ken Ray, um, Dan Davidson and Bill Smith, you know, Mission Log and Trek Geeks podcast, mm -hmm. respectively. I meant to go get photos with the Star Trek Continues cast, and I never made it to do that. But yeah, all my celebrities were my friends this year. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it just tells you how the convention experience evolves um, for us as individuals. Because the first year I went, it was, mm -hmm. oh man, I think that even Leonard Nimoy was there the first year. Um, the, he was there, Zachary Quinto was there, and then the wow. kid, Jacob Keegan, I think is his name, that played the little Spock in the 2009 movie. Oh yeah. They were all there, and I, I can't even tell you what it was like to meet Leonard Nimoy. I will cry if I recount that experience, even though it involves my ex-husband. Uh, mm -hmm. It was it was amazing. And so, yeah, you know, they, they had the memorial service or memorial. It wasn't quite a memorial service uh, for Leonard Nimoy this year. And I thought that was really nice. Lots of lots of great pictures and a very good time. I didn't get to sit through the whole thing again. But that was really cool that Creation did that. Yeah, it was really nice. I sat through the first half of it, and uh, it was really nice retrospective on his childhood all the way up through Star Trek, and there's a lot of really great photos. And, you know, I, I get pretty emotional, too, when I think about Leonard, so maybe uh, it's best that we... <laughs> we'll leave that one. We kind of skip past. <laughs> let's get back to the happy stuff. Yeah, let's get <laughs> back to some more happy stuff. But it's funny that, for me, the same thing. It's It's, you know, after my first year, my first year was all about and I, I talked about this with some other folks too, that it was all about the photo ops and the panels and the vendor room and all of that stuff. And I was actually very, uh, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do so much this year when I got there. And I was talking to, uh, I, I know, you know, Donnie Versage, right? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Donnie and he had the same sentiment and he says, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do this year. I, I'm just kind of, you know, winging it. And <laughs> it, it really just wound up being, about meeting people and seeing people again and hanging out and getting to know people. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just a really great chance to get together and, and get to see people and, and meet so many new people. So, yeah, it's yeah. always, I mean, I'm glad that, that we got to know each other better. Oh, definitely. Um, it makes me sad to hear when people are like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm just a leaf in the wind. And I'm like, come <laughs> find me. Um, because I want to be everybody's friend. And, uh, you know, welcome everybody. It's really important to me that people come and people get that family feeling. So, you know, I'm throwing that out there to the universe. Come find me. I've got Stargate tattoos in my arm. I'm easy to find. <laughs> Say hi. I will welcome you and bring you into the folds and introduce you to all of the wonderful people that make up STLV. Well, there you go. See, so you got a, an offer and a blanket offer to anybody out there. And you got Broken Record Jeff, who 
will say yet again that uh, it really is about the people, and I would encourage everybody who can, who has the means to make it out there for the 50th, get out yeah. there and, and check it out. Say hi to us, too. I'll have a we'll have big tricorder transmissions badges Yay! on, and Woo! you know we'll all be part of the welcoming committee next year, yeah. and uh, it, it'll be a really good time. I have a feeling that uh, it's going to be even more incredible than this past year was. Yeah, I'm actually going to sew things this year for my oh. cosplay. <laughs> cool. I, I told myself I would give myself a full year in between. Uh, so there are ideas, as I've stated, rolling around out there. And, uh, you know, I everyone always brings their game to the table. You know, whether it's Eric, Sue, Stacy, uh, Chris. You know, I have so many friends that cosplay. I'm not even going to try to name them all. Um <laughs> They're just all awesome, and they are also a huge part of what makes the convention a lot of fun. So I'm excited to – oh, man, I'm just excited. We'll just leave it at that. We've got a year to wait, and we're already pumped up. Yeah, that's how it is. That's so, how it is. Rumor has it I might even try to do something. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, I have a couple we'll of ideas. Yeah, I have a couple of ideas. I talked to Claire already offline about one of my ideas, but it's probably too grandiose. I'll throw some your ways. Uh, Knack has some ideas that you might be interested in. I know there's one one idea floating around or trying to get a group for. So okay, I'll yeah, throw it out. That. I might might be willing to give it a try. Yeah. So, Heather, in closing, I know we're getting close to your time limit here, so is there anything else you'd like to mention before we, we wrap it up? Oh, goodness gracious. You know, I just want to thank all of you, all of my friends, my posse. Everyone knows who they are, especially Claire and Brian. Um, and Jim and Sue and Stacy and I'm just going to stop because again there are so many people that um, make my convention experience one that always brings me back um, on a personal note I had a difficult time the first few days because of my pain issues and I really did consider <laughs> that I may not go back but getting to hang out with everyone always changed my mind and I I love you guys. I love everyone in my group. I love everyone that loves Star Trek. We are an amazing community of people. We are the best people in the world. And I can't wait to see everybody again next year. All right. So Heather Barker, where can the audience find you on the interwebs if they're looking for you? If they're looking for me, um, I'm on Twitter as Sketching Venus. I'm on Instagram as Sketching Venus. And I'm Heather Barker on Facebook and uh, moderator of the unofficial Star Trek Las Vegas convention group. So add yourself to the group. I must be able to find out that you like Star Trek. If I can't tell that you don't like that you like Star Trek, you don't get in the group. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told, I you know, I just we get a lot of spam and I know people don't want to see random pictures of naked people pop up in their feed. So Heather rules with an iron phaser. Yeah, I, yeah. not too much though. No. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show and I hope that this will not be your last time. Oh, yeah. I would love to come back. Podcasting is fun. Well, absolutely. Then you will be invited back in the very near future, I have a feeling. Awesome. So thank you once again, and we will see you guys uh, next Sunday with our regular episode. I think we're going to be trying to cover Gold Key Comics number five, so back on track with our regularly scheduled episodes, and we'll see you all then. Hopefully Mr. Craig Cohn will be back in action. Mm-hmm.